Hello everyone, this is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. So my guest on the podcast today is Asia Dang and she's going to be sharing with us how she paid off $200,000 of student loans and other debt in just 23 months, which is incredible. And today's podcast episode is brought to you by the incredible Fab Aid initiative created by First Aid Beauty. First Aid Beauty has committed $1 million this year to help new graduates pay off their student loans. Plus, they are adding 10% of the sales of their limited edition Fab Aid Ultra Repair Creams to this commitment. And both Asia and I are proud to be part of the Fab Aid Initiative Advisory Board and will be helping to select the winners later this year. So a bit more about Asia. Asia embodies the beauty of balance. She's an actress, model, TV, and YouTube personality, and she's dedicated to promoting a lifestyle that creates a healthy mind, body, and soul. Across all social media platforms, Asia epitomizes the modern, multifaceted woman. Generating genuine and authentic dialogue with her community, she addresses real-life issues of finance, beauty, fitness, politics, relationships, and personal care. She has also launched a podcast called Heavy Topics with Lightweights that she runs with her best friend, Laura Varney. In doing so, Asia has created a platform that is uniquely motivational, aspirational, and sustainable. So on this episode, Asia shares what that moment was that caused her to want to pay off her debt in full. She talks about the specific things that she did to pay off her debt, as well as shares specifics around her income. And she also talks about how she stayed motivated while she was paying off her debt and how she's navigating her career as an influencer focused on her finances in a highly competitive space. And as I mentioned earlier, Asia and I are really excited to be part of the Fab Aid Initiative Advisory Board. And so if you're listening to this and you are a recent graduate and your student loans are weighing heavy on your mind, I highly encourage you to enter this initiative at fabaid.com, which is also linked in the show notes of this episode. And to enter, all you have to do is fill out an application and submit a video sharing your student loan story. So before we get into this episode with Asia, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I am really excited to have you here and you can subscribe everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you are loving this podcast, please head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other incredible, amazing women just like you can find the podcast as well. Also, make sure you stop by clevergirlfinance.com. We are updating the blog multiple times a week with really, really good content. In addition, our courses are free. All 30 plus of our courses on clevergirlfinance.com are free for you to access anytime. And when you sign up for a course on our platform, you also get the ability to schedule a call with a Clever Girl Finance mentor. So please take advantage of these resources. And if you know anyone who needs help creating their financial plan, achieving financial wellness, please share the Clever Girl Finance platform with them as well. And be sure to check out our videos on YouTube. Our channel name is Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's talk to Asia. Hey, Asia. Hi. Welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. I am excited to have you on as a guest today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you. Yes. Yeah, so you have an incredible story to share with me and with the Clever Girl Finance audience. And it is how you paid off over $200,000 of student loans in just 23 months. That's incredible. Ooh, gives me anxiety just thinking about it. 
So we're going we're gonna to dig into that before <laughs> we dig into that incredible story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, congratulations. That is so amazing. Thank um, you. I would love for you to tell everybody who you are and what you do. All right. So, hey, everyone. My name is Asia Dang. I am a content creator. I live in Los Angeles. And as we begin to talk about my story, I actually kind of started off in television hosting and then made my way into YouTube and then kind of transitioned my channel from more lifestyle content to now we're more heavily focused on finances and debt and budgeting and all of that good stuff. So there's been a lot of transitions throughout my uh, professional career, but here we are today on YouTube talking about money. And you have a really awesome YouTube channel. Um, I did watch your video where you talked about paying off your student loans that I'll put it in the show notes for anyone who's interested. And you made me shed a tear when you started crying. I, I cry all the phone time when I watch it. <laughs> I, I even loved it. And every time I rewatch it, I cry every time. Yeah. So um, for those of you listening, you definitely want to check out this video and it's not to make you cry. It's to inspire you and to motivate the heck out of you because Asia will do that when you watch the video and then you'll find the prior videos and it, it's just awesome. So, you know, again, 200K, right? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank and you. so I have a, a number of questions to ask you and I'm sure everybody wants to know what made you want to step out of the norm, right? Of that schedule they had given you of 700 years to pay off your debt. <laughs> <laughs> what was your, what was that enough is enough moment that caused you to tell yourself, you know what, I need to do this now. I need to do this as quickly as possible. Absolutely. I mean, before that moment, which I'll talk about, I just ignored my debts, all of them. So I had $180,000 worth of student loans and then the rest was a car payment and then a small credit card. So 200,000 of just all, all debt in my life. And I just ignored it. I think I was just always afraid that I would never pay it off and just being in debt was something that I would have to deal with for the rest of my life. And then one of my dogs, I have two dogs, Luke had to have emergency surgery and I couldn't afford the surgery for him. And fortunately, my boyfriend at the time was able to, or my boyfriend currently, but he was able to um, pay for the surgery. So, you know, Luke is alive and well now, but if I didn't have my boyfriend to help me, I would have had to go into debt or they would have had to euthanize him. And at that point, he was only um, a year old puppy. And that kind of really made me think like, wow, I am held was I like 30 at the time and I cannot take care of the family that I have and something has to change so literally that was the moment where I turned on the switch and we were going full steam ahead to pay off all my debt so that's amazing and what I find is that when people are making really big decisions to change something in their life, their career, finances, relationships, there's always a transition point or that aha moment, right? Mm -hmm. And yours was the fact that if you didn't have your boyfriend, you would have had to go into debt in order to, you know, get through that particular season of getting your pet the medical attention that 
they yeah. need. And I'm sure there were other things that were going through your mind because I, I can imagine it was a cascading effect. Well, if I have to get into debt to pay for my pet surgery, then what if something happened to me? I can't Absolutely. pay for that. And then, you know, like you kind of go down that rabbit hole of all the different things that you can't do because you don't like what your finances are or you're, or you're not in that right financial place. Yeah. I mean, I, I specifically remember this was probably like a week before this all happened as I was talking to one of my girlfriends, Jen, and just saying like, I do not know where my money goes. Like I am so broke all the time and I feel like I make okay money, but I'm still broke. And even then, like saying that verbally out loud to someone, it still wasn't enough to get my act together. But it wasn't until it was a literal life or death situation that that was the moment I was like, okay, something has to change. We cannot be in this situation ever again. And now, in fact, I have an fully funded emergency fund that includes um, kind of like an emergency fund for both of my dogs, just in case it does happen again. So we've definitely flipped the switch in the past two years for sure. That's awesome. So you had this 180K in student loans and then another 20 something in other debt. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to know, and I'm sure everyone listening would love, would love to know one, what was your income during this period? And I know that given your career, you sometimes work with an inconsistent income rate. So mm -hmm. what was your income maybe average during this 23 month period? And what were the specific things that you did intentionally to start paying off your debt? So before I started this journey, I was really not making that much money. I think I remember the very first budget video I did after kind of sharing with my YouTube channel how much debt I had. Um, I think I only had about maybe a couple hundred dollars left over in my budget after paying all my bills to go towards, you know, debt. Um, so, wow. yeah, it, it's kind of weird, but I found that when I started talking about my situation, not only did that allow me to get a whole new audience that had never even heard of me before, but that also allowed a lot of brands because I am a content creator. That is what I do for a living. Um, it got their attention, you know, cause you know, influencers are, kind of all the same. So when you are able to kind of take a stand and separate yourself from the pack, people really do take notice. And it was because of that, that my income increased drastically. So of course there were times even now where I'm still currently scared of not getting paid because you know how it is. Um, but I would say mostly my income was between 10 and $15,000 a month during that time, it grew into that. So probably the last year of me paying off my debt, that's how much money I made per month. And most of it was just thrown into student loan debt. Hey everyone. So I'm just stepping in really quickly to share some additional detail around Asia's income. So she was kind enough to go back to her finances and get the specific numbers of what she was earning every month for me to share with you. So her average monthly gross income was $26,143.72. And this was before taxes were taken out and before she made her management commission payments. And then her average monthly net income 
after taxes and after those management commissions had come out was about $10,457. So a big thank you to Asia for providing us with this additional detail to help you gain more context around her income. And let's get back into the episode. Yeah, so $10,000 a month on Mm -hmm. average across, Mm -hmm. let's say, 12 months, that's $100,000 living Mm -hmm. in... Los Angeles. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, why do I to, live here? Just, I'm yep. just trying to give the listeners perspective, right? Because yeah. it's also important to take into perspective where you live. And also the fact that there's also people who make a lot more money than you and have still mm-hmm. not paid off their loans and have accumulated even more debt and are living beyond their means. And so you were particularly intentional about it, right? Um, going from just having a few hundred dollars left over to getting to that average ten to $15,000 as you announced to your audience the journey you were going on because you took everybody on this journey. You didn't just announce I paid off my loans. You, yeah. you, you started the journey with your audience and based on that, you started getting opportunities to increase your income and, and make money over that time period. So what were some things that you had to do differently or things that you had to change from what you were doing previously in order to be able to pay off that amount of money in that short amount of time? Because if you were to run the numbers again, right, $200,000 plus, and you made, let's say, a hundred to 120000 a year minus taxes, you still can't live on anything if you pay off, use all of your income to... <laughs> To pay off your loans, right? Which you didn't, I mean, you obviously had highs with your income, but you had to have been really, really intentional um, in order to get to that point where you you got to that payoff date. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to say also, I definitely understand the whole income situation. And actually, I'm I'm currently looking at my, my budget. So Every month, I since I announced that I had this huge debt, I uploaded a monthly budget. And I would always share my Excel spreadsheets with real numbers saying how much my income was that month, how much my expenses were, how much I paid towards student loans, just because I knew that if people started to see me paying off my debt so quickly, they wouldn't fully understand it if they didn't see the income that I was making. So throughout this whole process, I was very, very, very transparent about how much money I was making. So I'm looking at um, the budget that I share on my YouTube channel. And um, like in July of 2019, I didn't make any money. But in October of 2019, I made $70,000 in one month. So that's why I thought it was really important for me to share these numbers so people could see how much I made, making it more understandable to how much I was able to pay off that month. Because mm-hmm. it's, it, yeah, I definitely make more money than a lot of the people who watch me. But I think the fact that I shared my income made it more aspirational to them versus me just shoving how much money I make down their throat, which is never my intention, you know? And as a content creator, you know, like you have those lean months where your salary is, or your income is zero, right? And Mm -hmm. then on those high months, like the October 70K month, you Mm -hmm. have to take into account that you may have another couple of months where the income again is zero. So 
as a content creator, your income ebbs and flows, and that makes total sense. And I think there's a couple of things that are inspiring here. Number one, you're able to build a business as an influencer, as a content creator, where you can even make 70K a month. That's inspirational. And for those of you listening, inspirational. And two, the fact that you're a YouTube content creator as part of what you do. And I can tell you how many times I get on YouTube where I actually see content that it's not about an influencer spending, unboxing oh something. God. You know, it's, it's hard really to be an influencer that. because it's almost like a competition of who can spend the most money. And I know brands support this, but I read articles with influencers who, based on what they assume they're going to earn, they actually spend the money before they get it and spend oh. even more. That It doesn't matter how much money they make. There's so many of them that are in debt. And this is not a knock on any influencers who listen to this. I have friends who are influencers who do really amazing work, but there's a lot of people in this category that just, it's, it's very competitive and it's very, very crazy. And you have to have a firm footing and you have to be grounded and you have to have goals and be on top of your finances in order to, to I guess, survive in that space. Yeah. I mean, I definitely read some, forget what I was watching, but um, an influencer said that she would spend money on clothes and on trips and on this just for an Instagram picture. And then oh she God. wouldn't even make that money back. And I think now there's definitely a trend, um, especially on YouTube, I'm seeing it, where people are going kind of the more authentic route. It's not about the holes. It's not about the unboxings. It's about kind of just showing your true self. And that, of course, can come in the form of whatever, you know, YouTube kind of section you're in. But I'm definitely seeing an increase in... Um, YouTubers talking about money and finance and debt and all that stuff. So I definitely see a trend in kind of moving away from those really expensive hauls into something that people will actually respect. I'm a huge luxury item person, right? And I love watching someone who can say, I spent this amount on this item, but I've been saving for it for this amount of time. And while I've been saving, guess what? I don't have credit card debt. I've, I've maxed out my, you know, my goals for this year. This item is guilt-free. I love those type of videos because they, they give people who are watching that something to aspire to. It's, it's aspirational. It's like videos like that, you might not be able to afford a Louis Vuitton bag now, but if you save up for it, you definitely can. So it's more, more inclusive, those type yeah. of videos, which I love. Um, but to get back to your original question, sorry. Um, well, the first thing I did that was like a major change was I started to budget. And that was like super uncomfortable because like I said earlier, I did not know where my money was going to save my life. Could not figure it out. Could, could not figure it out. And I'm not one to spend a lot of money on things. So to be broke every month or have that feeling of being broke was really like, what am I doing here? So that was a major change. And I still do that, you know, to this day, obviously. I think once you do it, it's kind of like a lifestyle change that you'll just continue to do it for the rest of your life. Um, but I think also I was working with intention um, before I started committing to paying off my debt, I had 
a million of jobs. And some of them I look back on weren't really worth the money that I was making, but I was just thinking, all right, I need a billion side hustles just to make ends meet. But um, I'm realizing now that that probably wasn't the smartest way to work. So I was able to focus more so on my main job, which is YouTube and not spend as much time like dog walking or dog sitting, which are some of the jobs that I did or selling on Poshmark, which did not make me any money at all, but I spent most of my time (laughs) doing. So it was just like working with intention as well. I think being intentional makes all the difference, just like you explained, because, you know, when you are doing all the random odd jobs, you were just doing it to make ends meet, to pay your Mm -hmm. bills, but you didn't really know where your money was going. Mm -hmm. And then you started to budget and you started to be very particular about the type of jobs that you took on. And because Mm -hmm. you were budgeting, you had more insight as to where your money was going. And Mm -hmm. when you knew where your money was going, you were able to be more picky in a sense to certain kind of jobs because you knew what was not going to be a good use of your time because it wasn't going to earn you much money. And I think like you said, being intentional is that's even before budgeting, that's the basis of you being successful with anything, including your finances, like setting the intention that I'm going to do this and I'm going to take specific action to do this. I'm going to start with my budget. I'm going to start with my debt repayment plan. I'm going to think about ways very strategically to increase my income or maximize the current income that I have leveraging my budget. And those things are really, really important to be able to make progress. Yeah, absolutely. So you had to have had days where you just felt like, you know what, this is just a mountain of debt. I want to go spend some money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How did you manage that? (laughs) Uh, You know, yeah, I mean, I was exhausted every single day, not necessarily because I was working, which, you know, I think we all work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but I think because I put so much pressure on myself to get this done. And there are definitely times, like, I think all of my budget videos, I'm crying because I'm just so exhausted. (laughs) Like, guys, I'm so tired. I'm sorry, I'm so tired. Um, But what I did was that actually I would, um, uh, a lot of my followers, when I (laughs) explained this to them the first time around, they said, you know, why don't you just save up money and treat yourself? Like, don't forget to treat yourself. So that's exactly what I would do in between like paying off buckets of loans of debt. I would also put aside money for things that I wanted to do for myself. So, um, my boyfriend and I love to go out to fancy dinners. So I was able to save up for a fancy dinner. I was able to save up for laser hair removal, which sounds so silly, (laughs) but I did it. So I was able to um, put aside many goals throughout this whole process that made it okay, just like as you were saying, made it okay for me to spend money myself because I saved for it. I love that. And I'm a huge fan of rewarding yourself along the journey, um, as long as it's within reason, right? And Mm -hmm. that's because we're human beings. As human beings, as we are working towards long-term goals, right, things that are out in the future, um, it's really easy to get demotivated if you are making slow progress or if your timeline is really far out. And then you know, at the beginning of a journey, you're excited. Oh my God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pay off this debt. I'm going to save all this money. And you're excited. But 
after um, a few months, it becomes part of your emotion. You start going through the motions of this thing and it's yep. not as exciting. It's not as fun. And you get to that space where you're like, what's the point of saving all this money? Am I just saving money until I die? I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've felt that way myself. Yeah. And I think it's important to reward yourself, give yourself small opportunities to celebrate the progress that you've made. You paid off a thousand dollars. Great. Get a manicure, get, you know, get takeout with your loved one, do something fun get your hair done, whatever that thing is that makes you happy. And I think it's also important to recognize that there's so much judgment about what people spend their money on. And I disagree with that. Um, The whole point of you working so hard to accomplish your goals, to pay off debt, to save money, you know, is for you to get to a point where your money can make you happy and your money makes you happy when you spend it on the things that make you happy, right. Or doing the things that make you happy. So, you know, laser hair removal, handbags for me, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> I like fine. what you said about, you know, you not really seeing the results or, you know, in perspective of how long you've been doing it, doing it. I mean, I think I, a year into my journey is when I paid off, I had my credit card paid off, my car paid off, and then my first student loan paid off. And I bought myself a cake. Because I, at that point, I had paid off, I think, $70,000 of debt in a year. You and said I, you bought a cake? I bought myself a cake. <laughs> I love it. I bought myself a cake and I made the lady write, like a boss, paid off whatever number, like $70,000 on the cake. And I, you know, to celebrate myself. And then I like was in that moment and I didn't feel excitement for myself at all. Like I was... I would think I was mad because you have this vision of paying off debt and you feeling so great. But in reality is, is if you have, I mean, it doesn't matter how much debt you have, whether it's $200,000 or $2,000, there's going to be a moment where, when you're like, I cannot believe I'm spending all this time and all this money and working so hard on getting, getting it done. And it's not done yet, you know? Yeah. And I just was so unimpressed by myself because you think like, yeah, I paid off $70,000. I'm so excited about it. But now I have, you still have another hundred in front of you or whatever amounts in front of you. Exactly. And that's the point. That's what I was looking at. I wasn't looking at my success. I was looking at the bigger mountain that I had to tackle. So paying off debt just like anything financially is mentally and emotionally exhausting. And I had a comment in my uh, last budget video saying that she's paying off debt, but it's not happening fast enough. And she's just feeling really down on herself. And that's just, honestly, that's just the process of paying off debt. You're never really going to feel good about it until you're literally almost there. Because until then, it just seems like you're grasping at straws, you know? And that's true. But I also think that it's important that when you have that long milestone, that extended timeline to achieve a goal, whether it's debt or saving money or a career goal or a business goal, it's important that you have those right people in your corner to to help you gain perspective. Because as a human being, 
you're always going to count for the most part, as you look at your progress, you, you typically tend to count what you haven't accomplished as opposed to remembering what you have accomplished. And that person in your corner, an accountability partner, a mentor, an advisor, someone who's like-minded that gets your goals, that's not down-talking your goals, will tell you, hey girl, okay, yes, you still have 100K to pay off, but don't forget you just paid off $70,000, right? That's amazing. And I think sometimes we are that person for other people, right? But we just don't do that for ourselves. And we need to have those people for ourselves in our space. And that happened to me recently. I was was lamenting (laughs) to one of my mentors about something. And she was like, I actually wanted to tell you how excited I am for you because if you look at all the progress you've made from this time to this time frame to that time frame, that's a huge freaking deal. And I was like, oh, I mean, when you put it that way, I guess. And after talking to her, you know, I went into the meeting feeling like, woe is me. Oh my God, my life. Why am I wasting my time? And I came out feeling excited and motivated because she's like, listen, take a break and look at what you've done. This is a big deal. Like stop focusing on what you haven't done, right? There's always going to be things that we haven't done. Um, So that's really important. Having that person, and even if it's not a, sometimes we don't all have those people in our lives to cheer us on. Sometimes everybody around you doesn't get it or they're a hater or just they don't care. And it could be just the same support you gave that girl on YouTube who left a comment on your video, right? I mean, I say this all the time. I don't think I would be debt-free right now if it wasn't for my YouTube community because, yeah, they were, even as total strangers, they were the ones to help me put things in perspective because on the day-to-day, I don't really share my journey with the people who I talk to on a daily basis or with my family or my boyfriend, um, I would share my successes and my failures on YouTube. So that community 100% is responsible for me getting through it. Because like you said, that they were my support. And I'm really happy that my channel is also a place for um, my viewers to support each other because there are there are people out there that don't have anyone to talk to about their journey and um, the fact that they can go to my channel and watch my videos and engage with each other with each other in my comment section um, is definitely the support they need. So yeah, I I'm just so grateful for my channel because they pushed me for sure. I love that. I love that you're able to lean on your community. You're able to build your community and lean on them and they can lean on you as well. I love that. Yeah, it's it's great. So Asia, now you have paid off this 200K plus of your debt. It's gone, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's, it's part of your past. Yes. And um, I would love to know what are you doing with intention to ensure that this debt freedom is permanent? Because, you know, it's as hard as it is to pay off debt. It's super easy to get into it. It's one click. <laughs> sure. Right. <laughs> one signature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's spending too much time on Instagram, looking at people's Those accounts. Instagram ads will get you. <laughs> exactly. The ads, everything is targeting you to spend yeah. money. When mm-hmm. you series recording everything you say, you know, so she can show you the ads, everything is happening. How, yeah. how are you staying focused and committed to your goal of remaining debt-free 
and beyond building long-term wealth for yourself? Sure. So I have a fully funded emergency fund of, I know, yay, Uh, started in January and I actually finished last month. So there's, I think, $35,000 in my emergency savings fund. And that's, of course, just for emergencies. And then that also has the dog's emergency fund as well. But um, for me, I think I was never really a spender. I just didn't understand what I was getting myself into when I signed my student loans. I didn't really know what that meant. So now that I've educated myself on grown-up stuff, um, I think that has for sure helped me stay the track because I, I don't even when even now that I'm in a really good financially stable position I don't really have the need to buy things that I don't necessarily need um, it's just put a lot of things a lot of things in perspective for me and um, you know actually next year I plan on buying a, a new car it'll be n- newly used and I'm going to find the best <laughs> deal but I'm starting to save up for that now and pay it off in cash um, just so I don't have to take out any more debt that I don't have to. And then of course, now I'm starting to invest, which don't ask me investing questions. I don't know anything about it yet. I have, um, uh, advisor who I just give all the money to and say, do it. Uh, but I'll educate myself on that down the road. Um, and then also saving up for a down payment too, just That's so awesome. I have stability and don't have to pay any more Los Angeles rent. amazing you know and you're doing it the right way you're you're empowering yourself with financial education and then you are going down the right path of paying off your debt you know your emergency savings planning for your big purchases and that is so important there you know student loans are very complex they can be and that's by design right Mm -hmm. It, it takes a lot of effort for you to sit down and understand how it works but it's really important for you to get a handle on how your debt works how it's compounded so you know how to plan your attack, right? In terms of paying it down, it's important to understand how much do I need to save for emergencies, especially given the circumstances that we're in right now with so much economic uncertainty and healthcare uncertainty and all of that. Like this is the time to really put your head down and start to learn all these things because there could potentially be a direct impact to every single one of us, right? And Absolutely. Having that knowledge is important and understanding how investing works. Again, this is a great time because there's all this like, you know, turmoil in the stock market and potentially even more dips that may be coming up in the future. And just understanding how things work so that you don't panic and you don't make irrational decisions or you don't go off somebody's hot stock tip or, you know, and or so you even know what your advisor is doing with your money. I think those are all things that are really, really important. And you have definitely started down the right path and you are doing amazing. Thank you. And I just also wanted to make note that my emergency fund also includes my boyfriend's part of the bill. So in case we do break up, even though we've been together for six years, um, I am able to stay in our apartment without freaking out until our lease is up. And to me, coming from That's smart. a thank, thank you, I think that's kind of where my unhealthy relationship with money started was my, once my parents got divorced, you know, one income household now is split 
our two income household is now split and none, none of them, neither my parent, my mom or my dad had a really good handle on their money. So I just don't want to be put in that position of being worried about how I'm going to pay for rent or staying in a relationship that doesn't work for me because I need his half of the rent. So I just wanted to go ahead and put that out there just to say, like, it's not me worrying about my relationship. It's actually me preparing for my relationship. You know what I'm saying? I totally can relate. Listen, I, <laughs> I watched my mom, my parents are still married, but I watched my mom make these key decisions as to what happens if this doesn't work out. You know, I watched my mom watch her friends go through divorces or loss of spouses. And as a result of what they didn't have financially, they were stuck in terrible yeah. situations, right? And that's what I saw growing up. And so I'm all about planning accordingly. Like love is blind, but not to your bank account, right? Mm-hmm. It, does, it shouldn't <laughs> get to your bank account. You should have the money you need in case yeah. you need to exit and get the hell out of Dodge. And that's yeah. just... That's just how I feel. And people say, oh, well, you're planning for your marriage to fail. You're planning for your relationship to fail. No, that's no. not the case. I want to no. be married forever. But guess what? I need to be okay. And my kids yeah. need to be okay. And so exactly. it's just being smart. It, 100%. It's just being smart and making sure that you are, number one, is being taken care of. Yeah. And, you know, nothing happens and we have more money in the bank. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's a win-win for everyone. <laughs> so, so Asia, you and I are both on the board of First Day Beauty's Fab Aid, Fab Aid Initiative, where they have committed to paying off a million dollars in student loans this oh year, gosh. 2020, which is incredible. And so cool. Yes, yes, it is such a huge initiative. And we're going to be participating in selecting those winners and promoting that as well. And, you know, given your experience paying off your debt, right, and putting yourself back in the shoes of having that debt that had not been paid off, um, what does being a part of this initiative mean to you? Why is it so important to you for you to have participated in it? Oh, oh my God. If someone, so um, if someone were to give me up to $100,000 to pay off my student loan debt, that like that would have just been incredible. And to be able to gift that to not just one person, but to many recent graduates is just, so unbelievable because even making the amount of money I make, paying off student loan debt was hard and it was exhausting. So being able to be in a position to help people get rid of their student loan debts up to $100,000 is just the most exciting thing I could ever, ever, ever be a part of. Yeah. And some people's loans are going to be paid off in full. And that, that is life-changing, right? That someone can take off that bulk of tens of thousands of dollars of debt off of your your hands is a huge deal because it allows you to now focus on your goals, on the things you want to achieve. And 
this is something that student loan debt is something that limits so many people from being able to accomplish their goals, like start a family or buy a home or, you know, start a business because they're so worried or they're so burdened by the fact that they have to make payments to this debt. So I, I think that it's, it's such a huge initiative. And, you know, I was fortunate enough not to have any student loans, but, you know, my husband had multi six figures in student loans. My brothers had student loans. Um, a lot of my friends, my relatives, cousins have and had and still have student loans. And it's something that I'm constantly having conversations about with even the women in our community. And I understand how impactful um, having this debt or feeling overwhelmed by this debt can, can feel, especially as you look at the perspective of what you want to accomplish and how you're being held back by your loans. Exactly. Like student loan is suffocating. You know, you feel like you cannot do anything with your life until that's paid off. So being a part of an initiative, like you said, that can wipe out people's student loans is incredible because we are then helping them on their path to living. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you haven't heard of this First Aid Beauty Fab Aid initiative, head on over to the show notes and click the link to find out all the details of what you need to do to enter to potentially get your loans paid off. And like I said, Asia and I are on the board and we're going to be selecting the winners and we're going to be sharing content on education about your student loans and also about this program on social media over the next um, several months. So there are many opportunities for you not just to enter, but also to just learn more about how to get a handle on your student loans. And you definitely want to head over to Asia's YouTube and check out her journey because that's a great, great um, starting point as well. And um, yeah, and obviously we also have the courses where we talk about how your student loans work, your private and your federal student loans. So this is really, I'm a huge fan of this initiative. Like once they reached out to me, I was like, yep, sign me up because yep. it's student loans is a big deal. And, you know, women carry the, the burden of the debt. And so it's really important to take advantage of any opportunities that can help women overcome, you know, all that debt. And that's that million dollars um, can have a big impact in people's lives. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, all you have to do is apply. You don't have to pay for anything. So I would definitely just take the couple minutes to, uh, you know, possibly have your life completely changed. Um, I think we're announcing the winners, multiple winners in November, right? Yes. Yeah. So you still have some time, but get yes, on it. Yes, you have time. Yes. Yeah, get on it. <laughs> So Asia, there's somebody listening to this who is where you were at the very beginning. I don't know where my money goes, or maybe I know where my money goes, but you know, my student loans are so big and I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Right. And, you know, I think one thing that people need to put into perspective is that you came from a space of having this inconsistent income of really high months and really zero months. <laughs> zero, yeah. <laughs> Super zero months. Yeah. And there, there might be 
other people out there who are like you with inconsistent incomes, maybe not as high, maybe higher. There might be people who have consistent incomes who are listening to this, you know, but they're all feeling like, okay, this is really big. I don't know if I can do this. I can't figure this out. I'm stressed out. All the emotions that you are feeling at the beginning of your journey. What words of encouragement can you share? Oh, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it's hard. Like, do not let anyone sugarcoat the fact that paying off debt, no matter how much or how little you have, doing that is hard and it's exhausting. And I like what we've been saying about finding a community because as we're talking about that and I'm thinking about my journey, being able to talk openly and freely and honestly about where I'm at on my journey, how I'm feeling, my frustrations, my successes, that allowed me to be held accountable and then also having a community helped cheer me on on days where I just could not fathom going on. Um, So definitely find yourself a community or just find yourself just one person online. It could even be a stranger to help, help you stay accountable. And then you guys can just talk openly and freely about your experiences. And again, you know, you have a platform with this podcast, you have a platform on my channel. There's definitely women, especially out there that would just love to help you get through those really, really rough times. So I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's going to suck. You're going to want to cry and you're going to want to give up. But if you have that support system, you will be able to pay off your debt 100%. Yeah. That's great advice. And it's okay to cry. You know, I'm all about crying on this podcast. Like, oh, I'm so cry, a- take a deep breath, <laughs> break the cheapest plates in your kitchen. Yeah, maybe <laughs> grab a bottle of wine or whatever, you know. <laughs> and then pick yourself up, you know, and then keep moving. Yeah. That's how, that's how you get through it. It's okay to have those moments. And then when you have those moments, and you look back at your journey after everything is said and done, I think you'll, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's just part of working through those emotions to getting to where you need to be. Yeah. So Asia, this has been great. Um, But before I let you go, I have to have you share your clever girl superpower. (gasps) (laughs) What is my clever girl superpower? Give me an example. What is yours? amazing (laughs) well damn (laughs) I think mine is that I'm patient I mean slash amazing but definitely my patience is a superpower for sure amazing is the benchmark for all of our superpowers exactly add on to it amazing is just the bare minimum (laughs) yes for us (laughs) and for those of you listening yeah you are amazing so just add on top of that I love that. I love that. And you have to have had a level of patience to go through this journey. So that is a great superpower to have. Yeah. And just to deal with people in life. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) 
different podcast, whole other conversation. (laughs) For sure. That's why I don't mind being in quarantine. I don't got to deal with people. So again, Asia, thank you so much for being here. Um, finally, finally, um, I'd love for you to share with everyone how they can keep in touch with you and keep up with what you're doing and follow you on YouTube, et cetera. Yes. Yeah, so everything um, on social media is just at Asia Dang, A-J-A-D-A-N-G. And I welcome you into the community with open arms. Please come on and say hi. <laughs> thank you so much, Asia. This was great. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was such a lovely conversation. I hope people found some inspiration in it. So I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to Aja's story and you are inspired and motivated to go out and tackle any debt that you have or even inspired to work on increasing your savings amount. I appreciate you guys for listening and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. And be sure to take advantage of the Fab Aid initiative where First Aid Beauty has committed $1 million to helping recent grads pay off their student loans. All you have to do to enter is visit fabaid.com, submit an application, as well as a video of you sharing your student loan story. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you on the next episode.